welcome. You're listening to I Wanna Believe Radio. And here's your hosts, Dan Holroyd, Bob Penny, and Elmer Poster. I Wanna Believe. I wanna believe. All right, you are listening to I Want to Believe Radio, and uh, we are here with, uh, of course, Dan, Big Dog Holroyd, and myself. Uh, Elmer Boster is not able to join us right now because he's working his ass off. Um, I I actually spoke with Elmer earlier today just to kind of talk to him, and we kind of ran through some sound checking uh, with the system here, and he's doing pretty well. He He had good holidays, and... And he'll be joining us for the next show. But uh, anyways, welcome to I Want to Believe Radio. Dan, yes, what's welcome, up, man? Welcome, Al. Thanks for having me on. And welcome, yes. everybody, to, to our brand new year of 2021. We're off and running. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to be here with Bob. It's been way too long. And uh, I'm glad that uh, Elmer had a great holiday. I know you did. I did. And hopefully, hopefully everybody else out there also had a great holiday. Absolutely. You know, and... It getting through this COVID pandemic too has been somewhat of a, a little challenging in its in its ways, and and I'm just glad that we're kind of hopefully we're starting to get past a lot of that. I know we're kind of getting through the election phase, at least coming to the end of things. Um, but uh, it's just been madness this last year. And that's one of the madness. reasons why we I don't you know we haven't done a, a show or anything. It's just things have been no. kind of crazy. And Dan, you're and settled want, into your new place. Oh, yeah, brand new place, a yeah. lot of things happening. Before we get into that, I want to make sure that I shout out a thank you to you being one of those first-line workers, you know. Uh, I don't know that Bob oh, talks man. about it a oh, lot no, on the program, but you're a nurse, you're a professional nurse, and he's there. He's on the oh, front thanks, line. Thanks, so man. Thanks, no, thanks. I, and I'm so glad that you've been safe and healthy. So Yeah, we've been, we've been safe and healthy and COVID-free, so uh, thank you. I, I got my vaccine, my first vaccine, Um Supposed to get my second dose in a couple weeks here. I got the Moderna right. um, vaccine. We had the Pfizer and the Moderna, and apparently there just wasn't enough Pfizer to kind of go around. So, which which is kind of weird because, you know, Pfizer's in our hometown. Actually, <laughs> right, it's the right vaccine the was made right down the street from us, Dan. I mean, <laughs> right literally, not even literally. a mile away. <laughs> Right, the vaccine right. was made. He's not, he's not kidding, folks. It no, is we, literally yeah. right down the road. And, yeah, me too. I'm not that far. And anymore we either. had to get the Moderna. So you know. Go figure. I'm sure up John's or up John. And, and he's and he's <laughs> talking about the vaccine, not Medea. Okay, yeah, not not, not Medea. It's not Medea's. Uh, Medea's COVID nineteen yeah. uh, special. You know. And, and you know, you know, it, the, I was going to say he's got the vaccine. Those horns look absolutely fantastic on you. Mm. Just uh, throwing Thank that you. out there. It is awesome. <laughs> absolutely. But I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I I feel the. Uh, I felt the microchip that they injected into me, and uh, I now experience uh, weird, uh, lucid, <laughs> lucid dreaming. Right. I find that uh, doesn't want that. Yeah, my kids hear me chanting um, oh political rants during all through the night. Uh, <laughs> controlled by the man. That's right, controlled by the man. Oh yeah, I know we're just the test subjects. Uh, we're the the monkeys of this. Uh, you know conspiracy if you want to send no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i think we're i think we're <laughs> i think we're all the monkeys of the universe uh, we're we all are, still man. tough it's, subjects and i'm sure is. they're looking down still at us well going, what 
you the look hell at did we make? <laughs> you look at humanity's failures and how many time yeah. civilization has fallen, how many time it's had to rebuild itself. You know, I mean, yep. And some people say we're almost we're we're at at a point to where uh, we could face extinction. You know, I mean, all it takes is just um, some of these idiots, whether it's in your government or. Uh, or whatever, but uh, we're we're one step away from extinction, and it really right. sucks that we're and uh, and the world is full of them. We absolutely, know, we know man. Oh man, there's so many and nuts in this world. Oh, yeah. and you know what? We may have a few of them on the programs, both hey. your show and mine, from time to time. You never know. But you know, we all like to talk to nuts every while, you know, once in a while. Uh, you know, nuts actually they could be good or they could be bad. Uh, we're all yeah, a little nutty. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't, you know. Don't, yeah. When we're doing this podcast, we want to feel like we're nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nuts, we're crazy. We're crazy. But, you know, we, we, we are people that have, if you've listened to the programs before, we profess to be believers in the things that we look into, but we're also very serious skeptics as well. And that's the big thing I've I've loved about Bob all these years I've known him is that you know, he's a believer, I'm a believer, because we obviously can't discount the things that we have seen. Uh, him, you know, doing this longer than me and uh, looking, you know, into, you know, that spirit aspect, ghost, whatever it is you want to frame it. But uh, we still step back and say, we, we great stories, but we got to have this stuff happen to us. And we have to go through certain degrees of, of investigation in order for us to come out here and give you guys the information, I guess, in order to... Uh, tell you that, hey, still be a healthy skeptic, but uh, don't deny yourself the experience if you're having right. things that, that have happened, you know, because uh, go with it. I think 99% of what I've experienced has been, you know, actually a beautiful and interesting thing. There's been a few that have been negative and a little freaky, but, right. you know. Right. I so, mean, you know, that was my marriage, you know, the day of my marriage, and I got past it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're doing okay now. Yeah, I know. You too. You too. How many? Oh man, you know this year. We'll make it how many years? Oh man, we are pushing twenty nine, dude. Twenty nine. Holy yeah. cripes! Yeah, in February. Yeah, that's a milestone. It's, Thirty years yeah. coming up. She here, picked, huh? folks. She picked Valentine's Day. Nah. I was not cool with it. That's because she knew you would time. not forget. She, she did say that. She did say that, and <laughs> I, I don't think I would have ever forgotten anyway. But right. Well, you know me better than that. I probably would have. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It is what but you it is. Get, but you had a great idea for the, you know, the return of I Want to Believe radio. Um, you know, it's, doing it's some like of the... It's like we can't freaking make up our minds, man. It's like we do. Okay, we're, we're going to do a show. We're gonna, no, we do. <laughs> we, okay, <laughs> we're going to do it. All right, yeah, we're going to do it. It was, a, I don't know. If, well, well, the year. We're busy. Yeah, I blame it's it on 2021. On, okay. You know, 20, right. or, excuse me, 2020. I blame it on 2020. It was a, I do too. It was a, it was a crazy year. Yeah, I think I maybe did two SMP, maybe, right. maybe. And uh, I wanted to start it off before the new year, you know, with my new co-host, by the way, folks. Uh, Jennifer Griffiths is my new co-host on uh, SMP Paranormal Show. Uh, but we, we won't go too deep into that. We're going to save it for the, the first yeah, we gotta, episode. Yeah, we got we to get this network uh, kind of relaunched and get some it's active, still there. Yeah, we active got content and shows on there. And, uh, gotcha. um yeah, absolutely, man. You know, get involved, I think, with the, uh, although I get, you know, Facebook sometimes uh, puts a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, yeah, d- yeah. definitely get, get get in touch, um, whether it's 
you know, cross-platform like on Facebook, I know um, we put a lot of our content up there and then our website. Our website, which is www.para-now.com. That is our website. You can check that out. We're going to put all of our archives up there, all of our shows up there. You can listen to our content. Um, and then yes, we're, I am working vigilantly with Bob that we are going yeah, to... Yeah, we're going to reconstruct this, man. Yeah, we're update. Gonna we're going to update absolutely. and uh, we're going we're gonna to share that, yep. so to speak. And uh, so you folks, like Bob said, you folks will be able to have an archive page and much, much more because we wanted to make sure we can expand into video and do some other things there too. Because um, one of the things we're going to talk about on this show, I don't want to step over you because you're the host, but... Um, oh, you're one, also one host. of these things we're talking about <laughs> is in our backyard. Uh, I mean, two of them are, but literally one is uh, something we've been talking about. And I am determined this spring, summer, fall that, uh, you know, SMP, uh, Michigan Night Stalkers, that we are going to go out and retrace this case and go to these different spots. And it may not be all one night, you know, it will, we're going to stretch this out. You know, and it's something that I wasn't aware of to a few years ago um, until I interviewed an individual who used to live there. He had planned to make a movie about it. Um, And then reading the book, reading through the book again tonight, which didn't take me very long uh, because it's just a history of the the eyewitness accounts. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. Right. You know, I don't want to give it away. I'm going to let you make sure that you. handle that end of telling well, everybody what we're looking into tonight well what we're looking in tonight is is that we're basically we're just like dan said we're looking out our back door looking into our backyards at some of the things uh some of the local legends um whether it be of cryptid nature or ghostly nature and michigan you know this great lake state is full of many legends and and as dan had you know had mentioned him and i we've investigated numerous um cases uh involving some of these legends um you know with michigan we're basically known for the michigan dog man that's kind of the yep. the yep. big cryptid that's out there and i am actually uh, dan and i are both witnesses on you know two different occasions um right my my um occasion was actually published in a book um, by linda godfrey called uh, weird michigan and uh but yeah, the Michigan Dog Man, and I'll never forget the experience I had. And 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 so tonight, Dan and I will kind of share our our experience with that. Yeah. But then we also uh, go to the uh, Dewey Lake Monster, which is a another cryptid, yeah. and I'm just surprised that it's not as well known as some of the other cryptids across this country. Um, the Dewey Lake was a big thing here in Michigan in the 1960s. Um, recent uh, recent sightings have were as recent as what 2010. Is that yeah, that's, last that's, sighting? It, when, when that book was published, which I'll, I'll have to look look it up again. I'm sorry, folks. And, and by the way, we'll have all this information uh, as I posted tonight on our Facebook page, SMP Michigan. Uh, also, the Michigan Podcast Network, which is like the mothership for the Paranormal Now Network, uh, which Bob just gave you. Um, we'll have links to that stuff. But yes, 2010 seemed to be the last recorded um you know, account of running in to this. Now, I believe, uh, because they have a Facebook page, folks, uh, about this creature, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but there's there's some serious stuff. There may have been some new things in recent years. It's just that I obviously didn't make big, big news, so I don't know how if whether, again, it's part of the tongue-in-cheek aspect or not. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely look into more of that. But 2010, yeah. 
Um, what I'm going to do just for our, our listeners is uh, play a clip of one of our local or excuse me local news networks here, uh, News Three out of out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. They did a segment a few years back in 2016 about Michigan monsters. And this is a presentation that they did um, of the Dewey Lake monster. So I want to give credit to uh, News 3 WWMT because this is uh, part of their news clip. So um, if you folks would like to take a listen, it kind of goes into a little bit of the background of this uh, this cryptid, this monster that uh, was haunting um, this part of Michigan. And yeah. if I remember right, the reporter that did those segments, he was an investigator with SMP for a very short time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yep. Aaron. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 Aaron Demick. Aaron Demick. Yep. yep. Aaron Demick. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and, and play a clip from that. Here we go. This morning, watch if you dare. We're continuing our special series of reports Michigan Monsters. The guy scaring us all to death. News Channel 3's Aaron Demick wrapping up his month long series this morning. We look at a monster very specific to West Michigan. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Kirk. It looks like any other small lake in West Michigan, but Dewey Lake has gotten worldwide attention. Some people are convinced there's a terrifying monster here. I have to admit, even I found some creepy evidence. Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, Summer, get around, 1964, Dewajak, Michigan. This small town in Cass County was in the grips of monster fever. Thousands of people flooded the area looking for a creature that was spotted around Dewey Lake. Residents around the lake reported scary, close encounters with a huge beast covered in dark fur that was 10 feet tall. The frenzy eventually died down, but people are still seeing the Dewey Lake monster. I look at it with an interested eye. I believe it's a possibility. Wendy Alexander grew up in Cass County hearing stories of the monster. I wouldn't assume that everybody would be hoaxing. She's just one of several people who keep an eye on sightings using a Facebook page and website dedicated to finding the truth. There have been sightings from Dewajak all the way to Decatur. Wendy says the Dewey Lake monster appears to be similar to a Bigfoot, but there are differences. It seems to be kind of aquatic in nature to a degree where it swims and, you know, under the surface. Some people kind of say it has scaly, you know, and then like the long like claws more like a bear. Some of the pictures show kind of a cone-shaped head. And this creature is more aggressive. Smashed cars, turned over cars. So that's scary. You know, seeing something would be scary enough, but having being aggressed by some sort of unknown creature would be incredibly frightening. This recording claims to have caught the monster in action. When I was out at Dewey Lake, I came across some suspected evidence. Leading into the swamp was a single footprint, appearing to be very wide with claws. In the woods, I found parts of a plant that was torn up and placed in a circle. I sent this evidence to researchers who say it matches up with other reports. People are embarrassed to come forward, and there are close to 30 sightings. How many were never reported because they're too embarrassed? Wendy says it will take physical evidence for people to believe. I don't think video in this day and age, it just gets better. People Photoshop and, you know, CGI is so to a point that it's so realistic, it would take an actual specimen. Until then, you may want to be careful where you swim. 
All right. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so that's a little bit uh, about the Dewey Lake monster that is native to uh, where Dan and I live, uh, southwest Michigan here. And uh, yeah, they, they, as far as, you know, they caught some audio back in 2013, uh, which they suspected that that could have been coming from the, uh, the Dewey Lake monster itself. It, it, it definitely sounds a lot or very similar to the squatch calls that you hear on TV. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, a pretty intense report there. And as Dan had mentioned, that was courtesy of Aaron Dimmick, uh, who was a member of the Southern Michigan Paranormals and uh, courtesy of News uh, 3 WWMT. But yeah, Dan, uh, I mean, what did you think when you seen that clip? Well, I was pretty, I was pretty happy and excited. You know, Aaron was with us. I mean, a very short time. He was only, you know, I think with the station for maybe a year or two, but uh, he had uh, just a little bit of a fill-in. Uh, we were the ones that gave him the idea for that particular, <laughs> that particular clip. Um, he had he had hit me up and asked, "Hey, do you have any things around here that you know about?" And I I offered up several, but I said, "I think the one that." I think you'd enjoy the most is the Dewey Lake monster or the twin sisters, um, legend. So I was pretty happy, you know, with it. I mean, it, it's a short version of, of what went on. Um, you know, the, the, the folklore, which I think they tag it as that. And it, and I don't know that you could really say it's folklore. I mean, there's, there's talk from the, you know, about the native Americans reporting something of that, you know, that type of, creature or nature being in that area right. to begin with and and this thing started as one of the earlier accounts is from what they've got listed in that that book and i'll give you all that info here in a minute um it's it's uh you know june 1st 1962 to june 9th 2010 um that's a hell of a span in an area to have the stuff going on and off on and off with folks uh, you know, the one that made the biggest news was in 1964. And, um, you know, that was due to a, a uh, farmer's wife who had something chase her, you know, through the yard and back into her house. And her dog was injured uh, in the run-in because the dog stepped in and actually feel, right. felt due to her report that it actually saved her life. You know, and uh, they, they felt this thing had glowing eyes and it was about nine foot tall. And this is all coming from her. Now, the thing that uh, I remember when Joe uh, Morford had talked about this with my earlier interview was he couldn't understand how some people even then at first thought might this, this might have been a made-up thing because subsequently after that, there were several more run-ins. Again, I want you folks to go get the book. Uh, we'll give you what we can here on this. I'm not going to give you all the info. But there were other run-ins, and you had fruit workers who were there, and this was a year in 64 of one of their best apple crops and fruit crops in that area. Right. And where this happened on that farm, well, those workers were seeing this th this thing too, and they left. They up and left. That, well, and, it, and like you mentioned, I mean, there were a lot of credible witnesses who had seen correct. this thing. And, right. you know, as far as their explanation or, or the characteristics, what this thing looked like, um, it looked that of a gorilla, bear, cat, kind of all, you know, all in one there. Yeah, yeah, a mix. And, and you know, like as I said, uh, Joe pointed out, and I did too, it said, well, you know, you wouldn't want to fake something like that just for a little bit of attention when it ended up hurting your fruit crop because you didn't have anybody to pick your pick your fruit. Right, yeah. So, you don't want so, to scare them know, away. 
yeah, you want to put that in mind as well, folks, right. you know, when you really look into this. And um, as I said, and Bob's pointing out, too, that there's so many credible reports. And, and a lot of these reports were taken by sheriff's deputies who were continually called from 62 all the way up to recent time. And they were always finding little pieces of evidence that didn't seem to match a hoax. Uh, there were several times early on that, you know, the deputies were told by their bosses to like, Hey, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's not worry about it. And I think because they weren't sure what they were dealing with, this is what they do. They, they do that cover up when we don't want to talk about footprints. We don't want to talk about claw marks or even photographs. Apparently that do, do exist out there. Right. I've yet to find any, but you know, the sound recording and, things that go on with this but it's really a strange thing uh, you know like bob said the, the the description yeah if you go on uh, uh google folks and type in the dewey lake monster it's d-e-w-e-y lake monster um and you search images you'll see a bronze statue done by joe morford you know who originally kind of got me onto this the story and uh you know he's doing artwork now and, uh, you know, I think he had plans to do a movie out of this, which I don't think that's really gone anywhere. But um, you'll see what the rendering from some of the early drawings from these witnesses that all seemed to match. And like I said, thing had like an alligator belly, just red swampy hair, <clears throat> you know, and like you said, the screech and the guttural growl, I guess, which everybody reported yeah, to be very similar to, to Sasquatch calls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and alligators that, too. Yeah. That was, that was a weird thing that I remember reading, you know, when those alligators growl, they make a real deep guttural noise, but, uh, you can find it in a book by JF Rodo Rome, R O D O R O M E. Just go out there and look it up. It's, it's a, a book series called sightings. Um, monsters of the world and they have a one book just dedicated to dewey lake and you can go read to your delight but i'm gonna let bob chime in on this too cause no i'm just uh can you imagine though back in 1964 i mean you know that was the era when basically we were in a, in a standoff with russia and uh, we had the cuban missile crisis um basically we always had the fear that death was imminent that you know we would face some sort of nu- nuclear war or fallout. And uh, you know, with that and, and, and the dawn of science fiction movies, which was crazy, uh, in an era or an era of that, you know, imagine, you know, here the small little town in Michigan, you know, yeah. witnessing this creature that, like Dan said, it looks like an alligator, gorilla, bear, a cat. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, I mean, just this weird mix. Yeah, yeah, just 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 creeping around this small town, and so many people had witnessed this thing. I mean, it drew so much attention to the small town, to uh, you know, Dwajak, Decatur, Michigan. Yep. Yep. Monster hunters from all over the world came to this area just to mm-hmm. experience the Dewey Lake oh, monster, yeah. and the town did so well. From the tourists, they actually sold uh, uh, monster getaway gas, monster burgers, and monster hunting kits. Uh, A monster hunting kit was basically a net, a flashlight, squirt gun, and a mallet and a stake. Um, Yeah, so so this (laughs) went on for, you know, basically, you know, all summer long, probably close to about a year. And then the things started dying off once the Cass County Sheriff at the time uh, his name is Robert Duell, and a conservation officer by the name of William Rowe 
they dismissed the uh, speculations of a monster. Basically said, hey, it's it could be a bear, it, it could be a gorilla, it could be a giant cat or a bobcat. Um, they also had several zoologists to the area too, and like I said, it drew all kinds of people. Um, and the zoologists, uh, back then, you know, of course, I don't think they were as open-minded as they are today, but... They were quick no, to dismiss no. it as well, and and I I really wish um you know that the the book that Joe Morford was working on had kind of come to fruition because having a a um a rough copy of it for a short period of time and yet I've yet to find it published so I'm what I'm sharing with you tonight folks is stuff that you probably haven't seen or heard of yet this comes from Joe Morford and I'm just going to relay kind of what he shared with me and what I read what I saw. Now, you can, I, I have a uh, um, uh, link that I sent over to Bob uh, on Facebook, and I will try to put that up. Uh, I think I already did on, our, on one of our sites, our Facebook pages. But you'll be able to see a map. That's something that Joe had put together, which mapped out all the locations where each incident happened. And you can see the area, which is really helpful and very cool. Um, at the same time, too, Joe had given me information that Bob was reading and sharing with you that, you know, uh, all those people had showed up in that town and it just turned into Bedlam. And the National Guard was called in for a short period of time, uh, which you don't find in a lot of reports, but it is out there when you read some of the newspaper articles, because you had hunters showing up, too, in droves, that they're just going to go shoot and kill this thing because people were offering rewards. Oh, yeah. So they, they didn't want people shooting each other out there because, you know, in the 60s, it's not like now where you have a lot of gun safety and things. You had guys out there drinking beer and going out with their buddies and gun racks and, you know, a lot of bedlam. I mean, abs- excuse me, absolute bedlam, which, again, if this were ever made into a movie, it'd be that Jaws moment where everybody right. was trying to go out in a boat that, and catch that's, the shark. That's what it reminds me of, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it reminds and, you me know, of Jaws. All the yahoos, you know, showing into town. And, yep, um, absolutely. I'm still uh, impressed that they had all, you know, like you said, they turned it into a tourism and they had yeah. all this. Uh, and this is back uh, then. I mean, you know, I mean, nowadays I could totally see, I mean, anything that oh, yeah. happens yeah, in a small little town, they're going to make, they're going to try and make money out of it. But this is back in 64. And yep. and like I said, people were already scared just because of the world, you know, as it was at that time. Sure. Um, you know, imagine people just witnessing this this creature, thinking yeah, but, that but something's going to happen. As to I them. said, it, it's been going on since '62. Yeah, if you absolutely. read that book, it'll it'll give you, you know, these kids that came across it. One peed his pants. <laughs> um, one of the kids was so frightened when he grew up, you know, he ended up, uh, inst- you know, moving to Florida. He never wanted to come back to that area again. Right. Uh, there were a couple reports of that, uh, an older couple who had a cottage, um, you know, that they had up here and they were from Indiana and they came up to the cottage. Uh, the husband and wife had a run in with this thing. Uh, they called the sheriff who was pretty much, you know, they were trying to word that they were concerned about something they saw on their property. Cause they seen this creature across the lake on another beach. Well, then they noticed that there were upturned water and bubbles coming towards their beach as they happened to look out the winter, their window around supper time, not winter, <laughs> their, their winter. They was looking winter. out the winter about supper time. About, just and, about supper time. Uh, it scared them so bad, they rushed to their car, and as they're trying to get away, um, and this is reported in this book, and this person did right. do follow-up interviews and, you know, back the stuff up uh, from these people that... Uh, they heard a loud noise, a bang on the car. The car shuddered, and he just squealed, got out of there, sold the cottage. He let he had a person watch over it, but when they got down back to where they were in Indiana, 
the rear bumper was ripped off the back of the car. Wow. So this is a yeah, yeah. this is a an eyewitness report that they st- they stood up to later on in life. Right. I think they're both passed away now. Um, but you know, you get to thinking about this, and and when we were off air, Bob and I were talking about sharing our experiences, which we'll get to at some point in the program, because this alludes itself to like the skunk ape and and different regions here in the United States, North America, Canada included. Um, even parts of Mexico now, from what I understand, that at different regions, when you hear creatures that sound very, you know, reports that sound very similar to this, they all have these weird, like, biographical, biogeographical attributes to themselves. They have, you know, they look different. Uh, The hair color's different. Like this thing, uh, this could be, you know, a a form of Sasquatch, for all we know. Because the hair is always so wet, and sloppy from being in the mud and, you know, being in there, that it's going to give facial features that may look like a, an, an odd-shaped face. Yeah, you know, just, the, just think of a wet tobacco or a wet dog, on. man, you know. Right, right. It could have no hair on the belly, and then because it's right. skin, it looks leathered. So they're like, oh, it looks like crocodile skin or, you know, whatever they're sure. seeing. So you just, you can never tell because, you know, water, mud, and all that stuff does, even with us, coming out of something like that makes you makes you look horrifying, you know. So, who's to say, guys? Who's to say? Yeah, maybe, I, what's your thought? Do you think maybe it's another form of Sasquatch? You know, and, and that's what I'm, you know, obviously in this area, um, you really don't see orangutans or uh, gorillas or no. anything like that, um, unless it was something that escaped from a zoo, and and there was nothing known at the time that anything had happened like that. Oh. Um, even bears down in that region, there's just no bears in it's Decatur, rare. Michigan. You know, I mean, yeah, it's very rare. rare if there is a bear indeed. And especially something of that size, um, oh, yeah. alligators, they just don't exist around here. Um, oh. You know, you've heard the story about somebody, you know, having a pet baby gator and releasing it somewhere in the sewers here in Michigan. It, it would never survive, you know, it's just... Oh. No. Not the not the uh, environment that they need. Um, no, so it's far- different. It's that's different from New York, you know. Because right, right. New York, they found them, but because they're so far underground, they maintain a body warmth. Sure. You know, with those sewer systems, not and here. Not, hey, right. We freeze over here, like absolutely. This is the Great Lake State. Um, it is. It, it just, uh, you know, I, I, as far as the height, I mean, they're talking nine, ten foot tall. Um, that's even larger than most Sasquatch sightings. When people report the height of the of the squatch, they usually report you know six to eight foot, maybe nine foot. But this thing's nine and ten foot. Yeah, so and, this is and, even taller and, than a squatch. Yeah, and I wanted to, I want to qualify that too. You know, for these people I witnessed, because it's tough for witnesses to say, well, it looked to be nine, ten feet tall. Right. You know, right. then let's say then you and I see it, and then we see it, and it's about six to. Six and a half feet tall. Well, there's a the thing when you're in the moment, the adrenaline's rushing. Correct. I mean, you'd... correct. But but what had happened was is in several of these occasions, you know, the sheriff deputy, again, this is information from Joe Morford, that you know they had had people stand in a section where they saw this against a tree, and that's the best thing that you can do when you're investigating right. an eyewitness account like that. And you can have them stand where they're standing. You walk over there and you tell them, well, how tall was it to me yeah. in accordance to this tree right here that I'm standing next to, if you can remember that. And, you know, a lot of Absolutely. the times people were pointing way up high. So, yeah, they were correct. Look, they were yeah. very damn close. Yep. So it's, you know, it's easy to dismiss, you know, the witnesses and this stuff because 
what you also talked about, Bob, was, you know, um, the sheriff uh, coming down here and, of course, South Bend Tribune, uh, who all wanted to turn this into, hey, nothing, this doesn't exist. It's all right. nonsense. And, right. You know, they're doing Just that. to, to shut quell, it down. Absolutely. Yeah, they're doing that to shut it down and quell panic. I mean, it's right. obvious. And you and I have been part of that ourselves because of looking into ufos or looking into spirit you know people want to shut it down because if if they don't want to start a a panic or a fear i I think that that's kind of shameful but it happened you know it happened right right now seeing the things that we've seen just in the, the stuff that you and i do like i said i'm i'm a believer i i can't imagine in in as vast wooded areas People do not think they exist in, in Michigan or small parts of America, but they are. Um, if you were to really know what you were doing, even in our area, travel at night you know, between counties in the wooded areas, you would easily never be seen. Easily. Never be seen. You know, It'd be an accident if somebody came across you, and that's normally what happened with most of these cases. It's just a random encounter. Absolutely. Right. I think there were two or three where it spotted them and came after them. But and and this one's interesting, too, Bob, because it seems aggressive. It's attacked people. It It, smacked people. Absolutely. It almost reminds me of that case, the uh, lizard man down there in uh, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Especially with the uh, the attack on the car, man. I mean, it's crazy. You know, yeah. yeah, And the attention that this uh, thing had brought to Michigan here, it just. I'm so surprised that we don't hear much about it. Like anywhere, I, I don't hear of cryptozoologists, you know, looking into it, researching it, or mention it. Yeah, yeah, we got a BFRO just, here in Michigan, and I think I brought that up once, and it was like, well, we're aware of it, but it doesn't fit certain criteria that we look into, which that stymies me because to me, that's it's the same thing. Right. It's in the same area. Absolutely. But you and I were shocked. You know, when I, when, you know, you discovered this, I discovered it and I brought it to attention yeah. to some people because when Joe, I just happened to be, you know, scrolling through some things and he found me and he ended up hitting me up on Facebook and said, Hey, I'm actually working on a thing uh, that happened. And you, what do you know about it? Because he wanted more information. He thought you me. knew something about yeah, it. Yeah. Because Joe was originally from Dwajak. He now lives in LA. So, you know, he's like, I grew up hearing about it, and I told him I'd never, ever, what are you talking about? I never heard I about never that. heard a thing, never. <laughs> and you're, you and I are doing paranormal stuff for how many years, and I'm thinking, how the hell did I miss that one? Because we've heard every other urban legend, I think, that's around right, us. Right. This is one that got through, the, got through the cracks. I don't know how in the heck I didn't, you know, ever come across it. It's weird. And, and this place is literally maybe 35 minutes from where yeah. you live, you know, I mean, just yeah, on the highway, yeah, crazy, yeah. Take yep. take a few, and I've been down in that area. I've been close by. I was actually going to go fish a couple of those lakes this uh, last year with my brother, but we never got down there because right. I had it in mind too. While I'm there, I'm just going to keep my eyes out. Yeah, and, oh, absolutely. You know, and when we fish, we don't use boats. We wade in, and so sure. there was a little, little, you know, trepidation on my part because I was thinking, man, I don't know. See that thing swimming up next to you, you know? Yeah, I'm still skeptical (laughs) a little bit, but I'm thinking, man, do I really want to? But, you know, you and I, it's what we do. I mean, if we're going to have the experience, we got to go seek it. we got to seek it out. And you you said, you know, the last sighting was in 2010, but then you got the vocalizations in 2013. So, you know, yeah, obviously this thing is still still around. Still still around. And, And again, you know, 
it could be a different one. I mean, sure. I've never been a person to scoff at, you know, like Jeff Meldrum and a lot of the people who I think are pretty hard to convince, but they're believers in this. And Jeff, you know, hey, I think they're migrational. I think that, you know, even if you're seeing one, it's probably not the same one you see, you know, 20 years before and then 20 years right. later. Right. Um, they've got to age. They breed. Yeah, they breed. And who's to, who's to say, you know, and or what's the lifespan of something Absolutely. that we don't really know anything about? And you look at, look, look I, at a turtle, what, 100 years? Hundred plus. Oh yeah, years yeah. Well, look at that tortoise. one. That's two hundred. Yeah, two hundred yeah. years. Yeah, crazy. So it's, I don't know. There's there's so much to this, and I don't give too much light to the mystical aspect because I'm into Native American stuff, you know, too, and I love you know the oral history of these types of things because to them they didn't have they didn't write them down on paper. I mean, there are some ways that they painted you know histories on awnings and certain pieces right. of leather. Right, but the oral history of this is long-standing. But they attribute a lot of things mystically that you and I wouldn't, and a lot of people wouldn't. But um, and I know that people want to do that to the Sasquatch, you know, too, thinking it's like this, you know, dimensional being, mystical but, being, I, sure. But then again, who's to say? You know, again, if they're if they're stepping in and out, right? Who's to say? Who's to say? Well, is there a break in the parallel existence, and then we see them? They come through, and right. this happens, and then they're gone. Right. Who knows? Well, yeah, but it's, you know, it, if that's the truth, though, if they are interdimensional and they come through these little um, wormholes or whatnot, they always seem to be in forests. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you, you never see the wormhole out in the middle of, you know, a busy, you know, stretch and them just crossing over right there or in your or in your house if that, you know, portals in your home. So yeah, there's, it, there's it, only it's only limited one. to the forests or woodsy areas. Um so, you know, the interdimensional being, yeah, you know, I, I've heard theories on that. I, I don't know. I don't think I'd go with that. Um, but Me neither, but you never know. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and I know there's been a lot of uh, talks of uh, or a lot of different encounters with uh, Sasquatch and uh, UFOs. So they've yeah. witnessed oh, both yeah. of them together, you know, whether they see a UFO first and the Sasquatch or vice versa but it but it happens so there's, there's been some ties with that yeah there's a lot of colleagues is it uh, alien you know that that of ours that never used to put that together now right. they are because it's it's pretty undeniable with some of the reports and they're still trying to make heads and tails of that too um you know there's so many different just like in what we do there's so many different people personalities and aspects of how they look into this stuff you just got to look at it all and make your own decision you really do there's right. good, bad, and the ugly out there on it. And, you know, going back to, the, you know, seeing him in the woods, there's only one that I know of here in recent years where uh, that one, was it over, it was here in Michigan somewhere or maybe not. It was something to do with a dumpster. Remember they found him in a dumpster? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and other people, like law enforcement, other people saw this thing before it got away into the woods, and they were pretty convinced it wasn't anybody in a suit. Uh, they, they, but, again, it's a rarity. Uh, even right. out, out southwest, uh, you know, or excuse me, the northwest part of America, the Pacific, the Pacific Northwest, um, you know, most of those reports and those people, uh, Jeff Meldrum himself, guys, look him up, Jeff Meldrum uh, himself will tell you that most of these encounters are accidents, most of them. You know, they're, they're wanting to not be seen, but unfortunately we are encroaching more and more, plus now, we have cameras technology. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 1080p yeah. cameras, you know, that Eagles camera um, that caught the one here in Michigan. 
it's in an eagle's nest, and then you see this thing down there on the ground, right. and it looks massive and oh, yeah. uh, crazy. I mean, so back to the back to the Dewey Lake. I mean, I don't know. People they hold festivals out there. I still mm-hmm. I see them making floats, and I believe there's a brewery there, um, Sister Lake uh, Brewery. Yeah, they actually have an and, ale named after. I think ale, the Dewey yeah. Monster. yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. You and I got to go. To um, pretty active Facebook page on there. If you just type in Dewey Lake Monster on Facebook, there it'll yep. pop up. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, a little local hometown folklore. I like to kind of give it some kudos, just to kind of get that Dewey Lake Monster out there. He's just not getting the love that uh, that he needs, you know, like all these other cryptids. Um, but well, you know, like like I said, I. I... I brought up the, you know, the, I think, I think it's negative, you know, like the Tribune and other people, even sure. the, even the museum guy uh, who's quoted through this uh, Wikipedia information packet I'm looking at, you know, um, what's this, I guess I don't want to really give his name out. Uh, you know, he, he just like a lot of people you and I do was like, well, somebody saw something, but their imaginations got the better of them. Look, right. I, I, I got to tell people. If I saw something strange and it looked to be eight to ten feet tall, I don't think I'm going to dis, you know, uh, misinterpret what it, what it is I'm seeing. Right. If it's standing right. upright, it stinks, and the thing's screaming uh, at me. You're going to remember still, every characteristic. <laughs> you're going to remember every aspect. It's going to haunt you, man. Right, it's definitely I've been involved with some hairy stuff over my career. I even being shot at once, and I may tell you, I remember every detail of that like it was yesterday. Right, because. Everything slows down for you. Yep. Now, granted, I, I may have gotten, a, you know, there might be a few things that would be a little off center. But uh, I don't know, man. You know, For the most part, I think, yeah. The, I, I the think you would accounts. remember the it's, account. It's, it's, a tight, it's a tight rope. Yep. It's a fine line, rather, you know, sure. because you have a lot of them who are going to get it 100% because they will never forget it because it's scared the living hell out of them. Right, absolutely. Uh, or you've got people that, you know, they may have exaggerated exaggerated things, but they still had an encounter with something that should not have been there. Just plain and simple. Sure, absolutely. You know? Well, hey, Dan, I think we should probably take a break here. I okay. uh, see the hour, top of the hours coming upon us here. Um, you're listening to I Want to Believe Radio. You're listening to the I Want to Believe Radio Show right here on the Michigan Podcast Network. We'll be back for more right after this. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you are not alone.
Radio with uh, Dan Big Dog Holroyd and Bob Scrubs Penny. Yes, and thanks for joining us. Yeah. 
And uh, you can uh, always find us, remember, www.para-now.com. There you go. Uh, on the Paranormal Now Network and uh, also our Facebook pages, SMP Michigan Night Stalkers or Southern Michigan Paranormals. Either way, you're going to find us. You're going to find us. That's our paranormal group. And then if you go to the Michigan Podcast Network, we will have a lot of stuff from all the other programs that we carry on that network. Um, you know, we've got The Factor, which is going to continue this year. Uh, we did one of those already with Rob and Shelby, who uh, was inside uh, Slimer in Ghostbusters 2. And uh, uh, I don't know that she's been, uh, you know, part of the new movie, but I, I think I heard that she was in some way. So that's kind of cool. But we have The Factor. We've got the truth of the matter. You're going to hear from um, uh, another Mason because we're going to continue our series about what, you know, what really are Masons. You know, people have think they have an idea, but they really don't. I'm a Mason, and I can tell you that a lot of these stuff, excuse me, the stuff that you're seeing out there on YouTube and whatnot, some of it's right, some of it's wrong. But where I'm going with this long-winded thing is that we're revamping the network. we got other things happening on the horizon, and... Uh, Please go over and give us a look, please. And and Bob, did, through his genius, put up this player that is on the main page. All you have to do, check this out, scroll down. Any show that we do, like when this one's edited and put up, they just click on it and it plays. And I'm, I love him that he did that. That that makes life so much easier. Yeah, rather just than go to it, listen to it live, to... or or listen to it there on the yeah. on the site, or you can download it too. So yeah, yeah. however you want Absolutely. to do it. So the Dewey Lake Monster, we'll Dewey. end that one. Go go check it out. They have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Dewey Lake Monster. It's all one thing. Uh, like I said, there's some serious stuff, but there's a lot of fun and frivolity. So it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek um, thing about the, about the monster. Um, I will tell you, I listened tonight. It, it's There are some funny moments in it. The writing was actually pretty good. Uh, Southwestern Michigan College, okay, here in Michigan, which is right down in Dwajak, oh, yeah. yep. in that area. Um, or otherwise known as Lake Michigan College. Yeah, yep, 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 exactly. If you go to their you know, Southwestern Michigan College, just type it in, and uh, they did a radio drama called Terror on Dewey Lake. It's actually quite <laughs> funny. That's cool. Uh, they kind of almost put a little bit of Scooby-Doo uh, type of thing in there, Ruh -ruh uh, which I thought. Yeah, yeah. I could have done it if it wasn't for you uh, meddling kids. Yep, they did. They had that line in there, and then they cut him off before he said it. Uh, how funny is that? Um, but as I said, you know, um, there, there's a lot of urban legend attached to this. And, uh, you know, the, what the urban legend will tell you now because of one of the run-ins is don't have campfires near Dewey Lake. Yeah, only you can prevent forest Only fires. you can only prevent you. Dewey Lake encounters. That's right. <laughs> and uh, actually, awesome. I think, Dan, we were talking about maybe doing an investigation at Dewey Lake at some point in time, right? Yes, I just uh, promoted that on our thing. Uh, usually we keep a lot of our stuff to ourselves, too. We do it. You know, uh, We're not worried about anybody going and stealing the thunder. It's not about that. Um, but um, I have put in... in mind i've already got a, a book of things that i'd like to do this year and uh i told bob off air that um we're gonna retrace that we're gonna retrace this case we're gonna go check out the sites where they've had the encounters um i gave him a link as we said early on in the program that shows a map of where all of these took place um and then we can go you know 
kind of walk around and we'll spread it out over the spring, summer, fall. Because there were incidents that happened not only in, in June, but they happened, uh, quite a few of them happened in October. You know, so there you have that. So we are, we're going to be looking into it. Cool. So let's uh, take a little trip and we'll uh, head over to uh, lower, kind of southwest Michigan towards oh. Vicksburg. I'm okay. going to set it up. It's, uh, I think, 1996. Mm-hmm. It's uh, approximately 1 in the morning. And uh, I was taking a cruise with a friend of mine, driving um, out in the outskirts of Vicksburg, Michigan. Uh, we were actually, uh, it's on uh, Silver Street or 24th Street. Is the So if you go to 24th Street, Silver Street, Vicksburg, Michigan. It's a very right. long stretch um, on the outside of Vicksburg. That kind of, well, on the outside of downtown Vicksburg. Um, but uh, just kind of cruising, going for a you know late night cruise. It was like on a weekend. And uh, I was driving. And I remember coming up to this, uh, this bridge. And um, I, was, I was driving actually southbound. And I look over, and at the same time, my friend was looking over. We were seeing the same thing, but we seen this uh, creature um, with like red glowing eyes, and it almost um, looked like I, I would say the werewolf from American Werewolf in London is what it reminded me of. It oh, was kind of crouched down, and it was eating something, eating some roadkill, and it kind of looked up at us. And the light from our car, you know hit hit his eyes and that's probably what made his eyes kind of glow but man if looks could kill i mean i would have been dead the thing just had a snarl and just was ripping through that roadkill like nothing um we both looked we both seen it we were like holy crap did you see what i just seen yes (laughs) and then we turned around drove back to see if we could see it again it was gone as quick as we seen it it was gone um but I would say, judged by the size of it, I would say this thing had been about maybe five to six foot tall, just hunched down, yep. you know, eating this roadkill. Um, crazy. It, like I said, it reminded me, the face reminded me of the wolf from American Werewolf in, in London. It just had it had that long kind of snout. Um, now, this is um, what describes basically the appearance, or the, the appearance of... A dog man, or yep. the Michigan dog man, as we refer it to around here. Um, or if you've heard reports or heard the case of the Beast of Bray Road, yep. um, the same type of creature. And uh, I know Dan has had an encounter himself, and I think in the same region, the same era, uh, right area up, there. Right up, right up the road. Yeah, absolutely. Right up the road, yeah. about I want to say 2012, uh, 13, I had two of them that year, and... One was right up the road from yours. Now, I didn't share this with you for the longest time because you hadn't shared that with me. I, I had no clue. We've known each other so long. And right. then you finally you finally said that to me, and I was like, what? And so I went and you know looked at the book because uh, they have them at Barnes & Noble and whatnot. And I'm like, there it was. You know, <laughs> there's my buddy in this book, and he's, you know, you, you, you know, crazy. So I finally said, well, man, that's so weird that you shared that with me because check this out. So... <laughs> I go to this paranormal Ghostbuster Con conference that I, I put up uh, down in Bronson, Michigan, which is south of Vicksburg, right? Where yeah, and I go up so right. I, and this is on Silver, 
uh, Silver Street. Silver Street, 24th Silver Street. Silver Street, yeah. yep, goes through north and ends right there at M60. So anybody wants to look it up, it's Silver Street and M60. M60 hanging a left will take you right through Menden. So as I are fixed, yes, it'll take you right through Menden. So as I'm headed um, back home, I go to this conference, I'm headed back home, I come back, you know, 60, I hang a right on the Silver Street, and as I'm hanging a right, there's a cornfield, and the corn is probably about knee-high. You know, it's just growing. It's that time of year. I see something in the corner of this this field, and as I'm looking, and I'm taking the turn pretty slow. You know, you got to slow down to take your turn. Nobody's behind me. I see this large thing, and I mean it's large and black, and it looks like it's standing and it's swaying ever so lightly, and then I see an arm go up, kind of like it's leaning on the tree. I look at it for a second, and now i got to pay attention to the front of me because there's a car coming, and I don't want to hit him. And so I, you know, I started to leave over a little bit in that lane, so I, I directed my attention straight ahead. I immediately hit a U-turn, went off the road with my Jeep, came back up, and I stopped, and I got out, and now it's gone. Right. It's absolutely gone. And where the only distance I can in how I can tell people this is that I hold my arm all the way out at the end and I look at my thumb. Now, in certain survival books, they you can judge distance and size of an object, you know, whether your thumb blocks it out or it doesn't block it out. And you can take a rough guess between a mile, quarter of a mile uh, type of thing. Uh, there's more to it. I'm just giving you the quick version. So I did that. And then I'm looking again and I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm trying to look at spots on the tree where I saw this thing standing, and it, it, it still would have been above my thumb. Now, looking to where I'm at from um, Silver Street to the to that corner, it would have been a good quarter mile. Like, you could have drag raced two cars. Wow. That's how that's how far away it was. And I know what I saw. Yep, absolutely. And I, stu- I, I stood there, you know, half in the road, cars going around me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, you know, obviously the other guy didn't see it. That was coming the other way. And I stood there, just dumbfounded, like, what the hell? So I'm all excited. I get home, tell my wife. You know, she's like, yeah, okay, Dan, whatever. Whatever. You know, (laughs) one of them things, even though she knows we we do other things. Right. So that's the first one. And that's literally after I shared that with you. Like I said, your your run-in is not even two miles down that road going back home where there's this bridge. That bridge is right there. There's two houses right there. I have fished on the other side of that, and, right. and trust me, I was weirded out each time I'm standing there uh, by myself because I kept thinking of your story, and I'm always looking under that, you know, looking for a damn troll to come up there and start <laughs> eating a raccoon or something. Right, right, so absolutely. That's that's my first, and then later that year, I'm going. Uh, we just ran across it this year, so I was able to finally, you know, get the location 100. percent It's north of Papa, like I'm going to Lawrence and Hartford. Okay, uh, that's heading. Heading towards uh, Dewey Lake? Yeah, heading towards <laughs> Dewey Lake, basically. Um, I, I, and I was in the area. It's Where I'm at is just right of that area. And there is a small little swamp that you can see from the highway. And as you go by, it's covered with green lichen. And it's quite sizable. And just past that, there's a, a farmer's field and then a house. So as I'm driving with a friend at the time, um, you know, I'm sitting in the driver's seat he's driving i'm just looking out the window and we 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 come up on that and and we're going slow enough to where 
He saw it when I brought attention to it. He looked over too and actually veered a little bit. Again, you know, you kind of get distracted. He veered a little bit to the right, so we hit those little, you know, those knob things on the road. But what we saw for a brief second was this massive thing that looked reddish brown, and it looked to be broad shouldered. And I, I know yeah. a deer when I see one because we thought that, you know, we both said, well, well obviously yeah. it wasn't a deer. Definitely wasn't it was a deer. in the swamp. And again, it was one of those things where the back's to you, yep. and you can see like, People can't see me at home, but uh, like arms are moving, but you don't see a face or nothing because it's turned to us. So right. we had to wait till we got up to a point where we could turn around and come back. And I mean, it took forever. We had to go up to the exit, sure. get back on the highway, sure. went back around to that exit, came back because we didn't want to use the police things because our luck. <laughs> we get back over there. Now it's gone. We actually pulled off to the side of the road and you could see a trail that exited through the lichen. You know, like something had right. just walked sure. out of there, and you could see where it went up on the grass, and nothing, and nothing. There was no smell. I know a lot of people want to know if there's a smell if you ever get out in one of these situations, but, I mean, we were just stymied, and it's like, that that wasn't a deer, dude. Deer do not stand that tall out of the water. Right. There were no horns, you know, and, I mean. And, it, and that's what comes to your mind. I mean, that's what you're massive. thinking. I mean, when you first, when you see that, that being, that, that creature, and you're you're trying to explain it in your mind, like okay, it's it's got to be. Is it a coyote? Is it a dog? Yeah, like, is it a is deer? Is it a, you know? It, and as soon as you're like, man, that's none of those. Then yeah, you're like, yeah. holy crap! Like, wow, did you see what I just seen? And and there it is, down in that little ravine, you know, right, you know, right. to the side, right. There's like a little creek that runs through there, and just down there with its roadkill, just you know, the only one, the only report I gave was was like by yours. The only report I gave to BFRO was the Vicksburg yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it published, but I, I called it in, you know, well, well I got online and I you, gave him the info. You look now, at, or no, I'm sorry, Dan, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you look at the, at the years, uh, the year span uh, with the sightings between you and I, and this was 96 when I had seen this and this was 2013, right? When you had witnessed it. Yeah. 2012, 13, I'm having, Difficult so, to remember which one it was exactly, but it's in that it's in that yes, area. So yeah. you're looking at about a nine year, you know, yep. period. Yeah. Well, so. there's something in the woods, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's it. If you if you live here in Michigan, it doesn't matter where. You know, I remember uh, a question being thrown at uh, one of the sci-fi ghost hunters when they were doing their, you know, uh, children's of the grave thing, and they had they were doing this response team and. They were out wearing all this jungle gear, going out looking for ghosts in these, right, these right, urban areas, sure. you know, urban exploring. And, you know, he this person fired back at us that, well, you know, where do you live? You know, because we have swamps and woods down here. And I remember telling him, I shot back, like, well, we have them here in Michigan, too. Trust me. It is a very, very swamp, lake-ridden state. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, absolutely. It's, a, it's an outdoorsman's wonderland, yep. folks. Yep. That's why we have the show Michigan Out of Doors. A lot of, little... lot of forests. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, woods. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, Where absolutely. I'm going with that is just, as I said before, it's easily, it's easily to, to, to imagine and fathom that something could hide. Something could be living out there. You, we would never see it. I mean, how often absolutely. are you seeing, you know, there's cougars. They, they found... Uh, you know, captured a few uh, pictures and found footprints here recently. People were doubting the heck out of that. Well, hell, Dan, you're and married to a, food, you're married to a you cougar yourself, it. man. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, right. Married to one. <laughs> so, um, 
wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, uh, wow, that totally threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I guess where I'm going with that is, you know, those things can go unseen. There's a lot of times you yeah. don't see a lot of the wildlife we have. Uh, it's always by accident. I mean, I'm seeing right. deer more and more than I ever did, but. Uh, I guess I made my point. I, I, I don't, it's not a stretch for me to think that some things, and again, if they travel where, you know, certain times of the year for food, you know, that one's out by a cornfield. Well, maybe he's living off. He's right. getting that guy's corn. I yeah. didn't have the, I didn't have the gonads to go ask this guy who owns that field. Hey, you ever have footprints? Cause you know, <laughs> right. he, he may not, he may, and he may not. I don't know. Might get shot. Who knows? Well, you know, in, in, in this dog man phenomena, I mean, it seems regional. It seems to yeah. be kind of uh, um, upper, you know, Midwest, northern, kind of northeast, you know, just kind yeah, of because you look Minnesota, at uh, yeah, Wisconsin, Minnesota, yeah. Michigan, um, I think Illinois. Yep. Um, yep. You know, it's yeah, it seems to be this area. It's kind of localized. I think they had something going on in Iowa uh, here recently too, where that guy was uh, he bought a farm out there and he's he's been setting up bait traps. Huh. Something, something's been taking it there, and I think in, in Iowa area too. Yeah. So, as I said, I, every yeah. uh, almost every state has reported sightings, right. you know, of, of something of, some, of that nature. Some sort. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm glad we got to share that. That you know, we both had yeah. runs with something. Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh man, I'll never. Forget I would have loved to have seen yours though. That would have. Oh, I think man. I'd have peed my pants a little. Dude, I sure. about peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> about done more than that. <laughs> So then we uh, head from uh, Vicksburg and the uh, Dogman sightings to uh, where are we going to now, Dan? I want to talk a little bit about Hatchet Roads. And, Hatchet and, Road, yeah. And, and this is, you probably know, know more about the urban legend than I do because you're the one that took me out there. But I, I think I know as much as you. <laughs> Bob, I, don't, I know very little. You gave me a very good, edu- again, another thing that I kind of heard about it, but I never really knew. Yeah, about the, it does that make sense like i'd yeah, heard it and, and this is one of those things you and, you know you hear it's word of mouth like i heard from somebody at work like hey have you heard of you know hatchet man road and hatchet man and and uh, i went ahead and i guess there was something on uh youtube you, you can go on youtube and search hatchet man road uh, michigan john okay john mason guys <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's, dan's talking him. about the segment actually yeah he's the one that did this <laughs> are you gonna play it uh no no i was okay. gonna play it our, I don't. I thought. I thought maybe you'd met him once or twice. I don't know if you did or not. John Mason is somebody I had to know. He worked at a local station here, um, 107.7 for a short time. And John, just like Eric Demick or Aaron Demick, was hitting me up every so often. You know, you and I being paranormal guys about what's going on in the area. What do we know? Next thing I know, he did this thing where he's out there, and then you see these. Uh, well, you tell it. You've seen it, right, with the clowns. Oh yeah, but oh man, yeah. Basically, he's uh, he's driving out there. Uh, da- um, what's the name of the street? You know the name the name of the road? It's you know I don't know the crossroad. I it's, I, it's right out there, it, kind of uh, Ashtamo area, um, going towards Van Buren. It's off M forty. It's off a ways from M forty three, like north, just north of M forty three. So basically, it's it's in the day daytime. He's driving yeah. through. I guess he grew up out there and. Uh, um, used to fish right off the bridge where, you know, they report seeing, you know, or having these encounters with the hatchet man. And he said when he was a kid, he never heard anything about it, never really knew anything. But then as he got older, he had started to hear legends now about 
this this guy who back in the 1960s or 70s uh, supposedly built it like a fallout shelter and uh, he was really paranoid. He was paranoid for the end of the world. Um, and he went crazy. He went crazy. He, he killed his family. Um, and then he ended up killing himself. So the ghost of him and his family are said to haunt this road. Um, they also yeah, claim... 20, 28th Avenue and uh, south of Goebbels is what they're... Near near Ninth... It says Ninth uh, Street near Kalamazoo specifically. Yep. Which I used to live on Ninth, but it's a little farther north than that. But it's 28th Avenue, I guess, south of Goebbels. Does right. that sound about yeah. right? Yeah. Camp, Camp Bell Creek is the creek. Yep. Sorry, I'm just helping out. No, 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 no. That's that's definitely it, man. Um, but yeah, supposedly this guy, you know, that he was scared of the end of the, he was paranoid. He was like a um, back then. I guess he would have been like a doomsday prepper. Um, yeah, had killed his family and killed himself because he knew that the end was near. And like I said, uh, for many years, uh, the legend has been said that uh, you drive down this road late at night and you will experience different things from phantoms as far as seeing like shadow people um hearing voices from beyond um hearing kids screaming like a woman screaming um things will suddenly mess with their car um and uh yeah just all different types of encounters on this road and they say it's related to this hatchet man yeah, we went out there. I mean, they've, you know, they've got the report. The it even, I guess it was even featured on Fox 17 or something here recently. Um, some of the stuff I pulled up on it, you know, out of what we, you and I know. And it was said that you can see spirits of kids, um, you know, his wife's ghost through the woods. And I guess, you know, the kids' faces up in the trees, stuff like that. And uh, I won't give it the names of the people that, you know, did, did this, you know, did the report. But... Um, you drive at night. Now we went out there, Bob came over one night and said, let's go do it, man. And we took a couple of people with us. I think my daughter, Lisa's with us too. Yep. And it was Tony, uh, I think Tony and, uh, yeah, Tony and who else? There's somebody else with us. Um, was it Noah? I think it was Noah. Noah. Yep, Noah, it was Noah. Yeah. Our, yep. our buddy Noah, he's in our group, uh, Noah Machen. So yeah, but, uh, the weird part is I didn't think much of getting anything. It was creepy. I mean, it's dark out there. Right, right. It's um, out in the middle of nowhere. It's dark. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of creepy. See a house not too far down on the left. But the thing of it was, we ended up getting EVPs, which I didn't expect. Yeah. I really didn't. And I remember one of them specifically why we were sitting in the front seat of the car saying Hatchet Man, because Bob was asking, do you know Hatchet Man? Yeah, I was, I was, like, I was like, Hatchet. Hatchet Man. <laughs> yeah, hatchet, hatchet. Hatchet. And it goes, Hatchet. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. it totally like mocked me or it yeah, said. We were all, you know, yeah, yeah, we were all like, oh, right. It said hatchet. You know, so it weird. was, whatever it was, it, it was intelligent, you know, because yep. it understood what we were saying oh, yeah. and and it communicated with us. It said what I had said, you know, so that and, was kind of weird. You know, the only geographical thing I came up with when you, you know, after we'd been there was obviously Native American heavy in that area, like there were most areas sure. with creeks and water. Uh, but they were reported to be encamped out there in several areas, very close by. So I just thought, well, you know, maybe we're dealing with that too. Who knows? And if, and people do, I don't know how credible they are, but I mean, people still say they're seeing people stand out there. Then they turn, you know, as they drive by, they look back, they're gone. 
Um, and, and, and they, they, they claim that phantom lights, like another automobile, like a car yeah, appears behind them, chasing them. And, and I know one of the, uh, um, the interview that, uh, was put out there a few years back on RKR, um, had, uh, they did an interview, one of the guys, the locals that lived on that road. And he had stated that whenever he seen somebody or some teenagers or some kids hanging out around the road, he would hop in his truck and chase them off. So that probably yeah. explains that, you know, the phantom car lights. Yeah. I remember that coming to light. And I think they discovered too, that there's, uh, young people in the area that, uh, even though I think, uh, you know, the clown thing was set up, that there's some yeah, that aren't, there's some yeah. that aren't because those guys will dress up like that and wait for people. I mean, this is what they do for fun. They'll wait for people to drive down there. And yeah, they, they, do. they, they know it's a creepy road. It's a, <laughs> right. like a road out in the middle of nowhere. That's yeah. it's a dirt road. And, uh, you know, especially around Halloween or, you know, fall, that's when people tend to drive out there more, you know? Yeah. Um, and so yeah. you, you never know who you'll run into out there. Um, we've been out there a few times and it's just peaceful. It's, you know, it's very dark out there. Um, I mean, never experienced anything crazy, no. but just no. at EVP, you know? Yeah. Urban legend is urban legend. I, it, it's still interesting. Cause I, I got a friend named uh, Buck. Hey Buck, I'm sure he'll listen to the program. How you doing? And, uh, which I know he, he probably will. But Buck shares some stories too because he lived over there and he's got he shared some stuff with me that I'd never heard. So right. there'll be a point in time I'll I'll get a, get him to maybe do an audio interview and share his stories and we'll talk about that yeah. again. But Absolutely. but we've been there. That the cool yep. part to that whole thing is we have been there and uh and for got ourselves. some cool evidence, man, which is yes, weird. We I mean we really were not counting on anything. We were just like, no. ah, you know, let's just go for a drive. It was Right, maybe a little bit after Halloween, kind of I think in November, and just hey, nothing, nothing better to do. And well, yeah, I remember it being windy and cold. I yeah, it was that. cold, absolutely. You and I, you know, folks, Bob, uh, we'll we'll hang out like late, late hours oh, of the we'll night, just, early yeah, morning. Right, and you took me out to that that singular. Now I've been by there since, and you probably wouldn't even recognize that they've hauled out all the trees, but they kept the cemetery there, obviously. But you took me to that family cemetery oh, that yeah. night that it was howling cold. Yeah, and we, oh, man. Yeah, light things happening to us that we couldn't explain, yeah. uh, voices, whispers, even in the wind. It, there were things happening to you and I out there, and I'm thankful you take me to stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got to we got to do it again, man. We got to start. Yeah, doing- <laughs> well, we, we'd love doing this, guys. I know, yeah, I know Bob took me to um, – uh, took me to a cemetery, uh, you know, a couple of years back too, where we discovered that the the headstone where I was standing, I'd felt like something stabbed me in the leg. And I mean, it hurt so bad. I remember yelping out loud and had Bob look at my leg. I don't know if you remember that, but it, it felt like I was attacked. Like somebody oh, yeah, yeah. stabbed me. Yeah. And I when I looked, I lit up the gravestone I was leaning on. It was a guy who served aboard the Enola Gay. Now, those of you who don't know what that is, that's the bomber that dropped the nuclear bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki mm-hmm. to end World War II. And I was just wow. like, what the heck? But uh, we've come across some interesting things, to say the least, in our travels. Um, you took us to Siena as a, a co- Oh, Siena. yeah. Siena Heights that, that, University. That cool. Yeah. It's a big old Catholic university, yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of great times. And now my nephew, who used to... Uh, he was the security guard at Siena. Well, now he's in charge of uh, this huge cemetery in Detroit, Michigan. He's like the main caretaker, the guy that, you know, is in charge of it. Says, it, says it's very haunted. Um, Road trip. 
All oh big time. You've got like the the Ford family that are buried there. A lot oh, wow. of big wigs in you know Detroit um, that are buried there. But there's all kinds of activity. So he said, "Yeah, absolutely, man." He says, we, "We're welcome to come anytime." So yep. and see what we're doing there, guys. Getting permission. Absolutely permission. Another place that I know I you I think you've been here is the Franklin Church, right? The the Munchkin Land. Oh yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, and uh, that's one of my very first, uh, like when I kind of started. Shoot, really? I, I think it's been like ninety four, ninety five. Uh, when I do when, share, yeah. Well, no, I just uh, um, it was my first time there um, because back in the nineties, there really wasn't a whole lot of uh, uh, ghost hunting going on at that time. You know, I, I was in a group at the time, just kind of a few of us guys doing some small little things, going to some local places cemeteries and whatnot and that was one of the places that we visited was munchkin land man and uh um we really didn't we didn't get anything there we, we went and uh it was kind of at dusk that we went and uh cool place you know but uh we did not see any munchkins or anything <laughs> right. but uh but yeah no i mean tell me about your experience well i mean it's interesting too because you go out to that and it, it is somewhat secluded but yet Right across the street's a house. Right. There's that little farmhouse it, right there. And that's why we ended up going at dusk, you know, because yeah, we don't want yeah. to creep it around too, after dark. Yeah. And the person that took us out there knew the people in the house oh, that's across cool. the way. So he had already called and said, hey, so we're going to be out So it wouldn't so have even mattered if you guys were there. Yeah. yeah. So, but still, it was a light drizzle and it was getting windy. And, you know, it was, it, it was a very unique looking place. I mean, if you were to film there for any kind of a horror movie or oh, yeah something. creepy classic perfect. horror movie worthy yes very very Absolutely. perfect but the munchkin land title um you know uh comes from the fact that um it's nicknamed that uh i think is what because they have so many spirits of children that have been seen there um there there's an uh, now i this is a legend there's all uh, kinds uh, of urban legends about it right, yes right and and one of course you know what people jump to immediately is that the pastor of the church was murdered two two girls right. buried him in the woods behind the church uh time went by crime went unsolved until little by little members of the congregation started putting two and two together uh realizing he'd been discovered the pastor went up to the church bell supposedly tower and hung himself now i've never been able to corroborate that because when I was I was told that story, and then I, of course I've seen it here a million times. Right. You can't find you can't find anything. No, and you can't. Normally, back when it that up. stuff happens, that would that would make the news back in the right, day. But sure. but I I did tell Bob that you know I had witnessed I would say a small shadow, uh, in a corner where other investigators, people who have been there, other groups, say that they see something. So I can I will corroborate the fact that I think I saw something similar just when I was getting into it and I thought maybe we had a few EVPs cause I was doing live time. I would ask stuff, let it run for a bit and I'd play it back. Uh, the fricking rain turned into a downpour. So <laughs> Always does. We jumped, jumped in the car and we got out of there and there was so much noise and stuff going on. I, I didn't even keep most of the recordings, but it, it's still an interesting place. And again, you know, we wanted to talk about not just urban legend stuff, but things that are nearby and there's, there's so much more, uh, in our region here in Michigan, you know, I've been to, uh, the road that's uh, south of here, um, purgatory. I've been there and waited for something to attack the car, went up and down it at least six times. Um, that didn't happen. 
I've been to uh, Hell's Road, I think is what it's called, out there by Dansville. I visited that several times on my way out to Howell. You you said um, you uh, you did visit uh, Purgatory. I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The uh, what about the Yellow Motel in Allegan, Michigan? Went looking for it uh, with a group of two people, um, and uh, we discovered something other than that. Now I know the place, you know, the foundations exist. Yep, yep. They, they even have the tennis court there too. Right, right. And one of our members. In the past, uh, Diana, she had found it and took pictures. Yeah. Uh, now, on our run, we couldn't find it. We ended up getting lost out in that area, and we came across the house that was right out of Chainsaw Massacre, Mass- man. Oh. And the guys wanted to pull in there and look around the property because we didn't see any vehicles. And as soon as we pulled in, I mean, there was trash everywhere in the yard. I mean, it looked abandoned, right? right. Then the, the shades on the windows start moving. People, You can see people are looking out at us. So, you know, you back out immediately. Now, here's the weird part. So you talked about the headlights on uh, Hatchet Man Road. So there's an urban legend out near that area, too, that there's a ghost car that chases you down this dirt road. Well, we're on that road. We At least we know we're in the area. Sure. And I kid you not, it's getting to be dusk. We back out of that driveway. I don't think I'm driving for more than five minutes, and I look, and there are headlights chasing us down i mean it's getting closer and closer <laughs> chasing us down the road um we got to a point where we we were coming up on the uh paved road that finally hits the crossroads and there's rows of trees and just woods on each side and it's it's dark to begin with mm-hmm. it's just about the time uh, you know i'm getting up to the uh the crossroads and i gotta stop because there's a four-way stop i look back in the mirror as do the two other people and that those headlights are gone car's gone now, granted, you can't Phantom see too car. Much. I see. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm well, not going to say it, that it, it, because it, it was so dark. He could right, have turned right. his lights Absolutely. off. Absolutely. And, and, and that's my thing too. Um, you know? With those. With and the I fa- wasn't running. I wanted people to understand we weren't running. Right. We right. were just, just going to see how long that was going to go on. And that's yeah. the whole thing with the phantom car phenomena. And, and that's a lot like uh, uh, with the Hatchet Man Road ordeal, where a neighbor had admitted that he gets in his truck and follows right. people down the road to kind of mess with them or scare them away. And I think that happens with a lot of these places where they, um, they they get a certain population of you know thrill seekers that come to these places and disturb the peace out there a little bit. And some of these locals get kind of you know pissed off and, and they'll do that. And I had the same thing happen to me too at Purgatory, which um, yep. was right in Niles, Michigan area. And that is, uh, Purgatory was a place, it was a place where Al Capone um, would go and he bootlegged. He had a, basically like a speakeasy there. It was, uh, um, he had, it was a place that was kind of halfway between Detroit and Chicago. So it was a good place to hang out. And, and supposedly a lot of the people that they uh, had murdered or killed, they would take and they dump their bodies out in this very remote location because they would never be found. And there's this small abandoned church out there where supposedly a lot of these bodies were buried underneath the floorboards and they had dug them up and found them. And this, uh, this old, uh, hotel that was out there, which was Al Capone's, um, kind of hideout, um, had been there for years and people have been in there and supposedly the place was booby trapped and everything. Um, and if you're, they say that if you're, like flying above in a helicopter and you're looking down at the area because this place is in the middle of nowhere. But they say that all the country, all the dirt roads form a pentagram and that the purgatory, you know, the actual, the building was right located right in the middle 
Um, and we've driven out there so many times. And, yep. and like yep, I said, there's too. been a few occasions where we've had the Phantom, you know, a car kind of come out of nowhere, man, literally, and start following us. And then we would pull <laughs> off somewhere and it would disappear. But it's just the locals, you know, trying to scare us away. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, Still makes you wonder. It does. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, you know. This is, this is why when I go out now, I'm a Second Amendment person. I have my gun on me. Yeah, it's, it, Just you know, saying. It, it's, it's, not, it's not the dead, I'm afraid. No, of. It's, it's, it's the, the dead, damn it's living. living. Yeah, it's the crazy <laughs> people out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't shoot the dead. They're already dead. No, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I've been into some hairy places like that. You oh, know. man. Uh, you know, we, we did a few in Battle Creek, which is an area over here that they've oh, got yeah. a couple sides of town. We wanted to investigate the weeping angel. Oh yeah. And you know, we're in an area where you know, there's, there's problems. And so one of our guys at the time, thank God he, you know, he was armed, but, uh, I am like that now. Like I said, we go into situations. I want to make sure, cause you just don't know. Yes. Safety is number one. Absolutely. It, it's number one with you and your group guys. Yes. Anybody that listens, that's got a group always take that in mind. Cause we, we did one place once where, you know, it's, we thought it's an abandoned location. We had permission to be in there from the property owners. And of course we come across a homeless guy who scared the wretched hell out of us, <laughs> and, you know, and it could have been some kook with a machete for sure, all we know. You never know. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Most of the times it's just bats, pigeons, and raccoons, but. Oh my. You know, bats, oh my. Pigeons and raccoons. Oh my. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're talking, talking about Michigan. About <laughs> yes, we are. I was just talking to uh, somebody the other night about one of the uh, videos I still have of some of the old crew where, uh, you know, we're outside and we got the, our command center and Deb's van and we see everybody come running out of the house in single file <laughs> because my daughter had seen shadows in the living room. And, of course, I go in there and it's a bat. That's, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, just like when we had uh, a set up there at Darkside Acres when we did that investigation and we had our command uh center oh, yeah. um we we had a, a raccoon actually broke yep. into our in, into our little command center and was messing with all of our equipment and eating our little Touch snacks me. and oh man it was crazy <laughs> it's kind of funny but but we know. all you know the, it's funny you bring that up you know that's one we should talk about on a future program too because we you know i'm back in touch with rob and i think come spring you know he's invited us to come back anytime he'd wondered what taking us so long it's like, hey, we've been we've been doing yeah, things. Right. We quit our groups for a while and took a break, and now we're back. But um, yeah, you had experiences in that one end of the the uh, building as the <laughs> right, rest of us, right. and I was with Bob, uh, folks. Uh, and I I share this with my tour groups here at Henderson Castle that I I talk about this quite a bit. Where I've only been involved in something once where there was a temperature change, and I'm in a circle of people, and I bring up Dark Side Acres. And I'm there with, you know, Bob Penny and his group at the time. And uh, Bob was talking to somebody. If I remember the guy's name was Chuck. And Bob was doing a spirit box question with this guy. And Bob told him, you know, asked him if he was trapped, if he was stuck. And I remember a lot of yeses. And Bob told him to go to the light. I don't know if you remember this, but as a lot of that happened, a bunch of our equipment was going off. And there was about five of us in a circle. And, uh, you know, we all we're astounded because the the heat index changed it actually got warm about that time when you were telling them to move into the light and we were all making note of that and then all of a sudden it got dead cold again like right after he stopped talking to you all the activity stopped and i was amazed and i was i the cool thing is i was there with you when it happened oh so yeah 
awesome I've never, experience. I've never, I've never witnessed that since. No, I haven't. Nowhere. Only with you. Now, there's like, there's like a chemistry or magic when we're together doing, you know, or investigating. It seems like we always trigger or catch something. Um, I don't know. We're just, we're just two hella nice guys out there investigating, and you know, we can't well, help but attract all these ghosts. You know. I know. I guess it must be our handsomeness. It's right, you know, it, it's the mutual respect I think with them too, you know. And again, another one that has really made the rounds uh, was you know the um, Clarence Street oh, EVP yeah. sure, that I yeah. share. Also, yeah. I play it on video. It was featured in a documentary, and um, you're in that documentary uh, when we had the students from uh, what was that University uh, Michigan State University. Yep. And, uh, man, I know we'll have to we'll have to put that up here for everybody here at some point in time. But uh, Bob and I were doing a, a, a ghost box session, and we kept asking a name because we kind of hear it in a whisper, but we couldn't make it out. So I kept pushing. And when I asked, what's your name? I mean, all these well, voices were screaming at us. So. Well, hey, Dan, let me, let me play a little audio from that documentary, okay? Yeah. All right, man. Anybody here with us? We're here to help. What can we help you with? These people are not here to hurt you. They're not here to judge you. We are not here to hurt you or judge you. We're not here to ask you to leave. We just want to communicate. We just want to talk. Hello? What's your name? I just get the chills, dude. That was like screaming. Yeah. That's like a pause or something. What's your name? Did you hear that? Yes, I did. It was a scream. God or we basically Wow. Isn't that crazy? There Remember we go, that? man. Yeah. Like yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yep. God. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. You know, you're, we're doing this 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 ghost box session, and uh, you know, basically, it's scanning the different radio frequencies. Um, we're on an AM band, and uh, never, you know, when we get uh, usually when we hear something, it's a quick, you know, because it's constantly scanning. Yeah, or just um, one. One yeah, and, and, and what happens is supposedly the entity or the, the the activity it feeds on the energy that that box is creating, and it can actually communicate through that box by using the uh, the waves. And yeah. Uh, yeah. you obviously you can hear a scream. It sounded like a hundred. <laughs> it sounded like a hundred souls screaming. Yeah. It sounded oh, yeah. like literally like hell. You know. Um, the first time around, you know, it just sounds like all these people screaming. And then, you know, when he asked that second question, you know, um, you know, what's your name? And you hear like it's mo- something mocking God, you know, God, you know, I mean, obviously it's not human. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a guttural, they're guttural screams. And yep. yeah, that, that is probably some of the most significant evidence that I've ever came across as well. I'm, I'm sure you too. And, Oh um, yeah, your investigative I, I've never heard career. It's, I have heard about um, the voices since, and I wasn't a big believer in kind of like a portal or anything. Oh, but I mean, yeah, come on, right. it's, yeah, it's absolutely. multiple voices. And, this and one that was, house. 
that was when Bob and I were there by ourselves. Yep, yep uh, absolutely. We had it was the just film us crew too. there. We had stuff happen with oh, them, yeah. which is in that documentary. Bosses so, turn on by themselves. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we were upstairs with all those kids in the bathroom. Come down, and the water's turned on next to my kit in the sink, and then. There's a leak in the basement because <laughs> Bob's. The well, supposedly the water better. was turned off to the house too, because <laughs> right, they were right. doing construction in there. Yeah. So you know, it's your famous last words. Could you do something better? <laughs> Can you do something better? You're like, way to go, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard in the basement. Bob, you're like, Bob. You see me on film. I mean, that's here. as it's happening. I'm just like, oh no! I stepped down like, in there. Oh, it's a lot, it was a lot of water too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I think yeah. we were more worried about our camera equipment being down there. Oh yeah. You yep. Know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Deb was off freaking out with her camera, but it, as I said, I love sharing that stuff out here yeah, on the program, absolutely. both of our programs, because we we have a lot of fun with what we do too. But at the same time, you know, we. Uh, take a lot of what we do serious because we, you know, I'm, I used to think uh, when I first started out doing this that I, I really wanted to change people's perspectives or their minds. Now I, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm out right. there to for yourself, for myself. Absolutely. I'm still, I'm still showing people that, Hey, this stuff is going on. Uh, but I'm, I'm fine. I'm trying to find answers for myself. You've suffered loss. I've suffered loss, right. uh, you know, with uh, our, our parents and stuff. And I still, and, and, and I almost didn't want to do it like you did for a while because of that. But then I thought, well, no, I still want some answers because, you know, I, there's, there's things that we've seen and heard. So we know there's more to the story than just, just emptiness. You know, right. there's more going Absolutely. on and uh, being a person of faith like I am and, and being very spiritual, you know, it, that guides me through some of this work too. Yep. So. Absolutely. Well, geez, I think. That's pretty much a, a program we, right there. We, we put think. in some time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, a little bit for not doing much research, man. We uh, we did well, pretty we well. Almost, we know most of it in our head anyway. That's but, right. That's right. But there's so much rolling around in there, guys. you got to give us a break sometimes. It's hard to recall. You know, you, you've been doing this since, what, 92, 93? 93 is when yeah. I officially kind of started, yeah, I guess, ghost hunting. You're the old man. You're the old nah. man around the block, and I've been at it since 2006, seven with the par- the, the paranormals, and then SMP for at least 14 years. So, man, I mean, you, you did it a little bit crazy. back in like the 90s, didn't you? Though 80s and 90s, I did, or... I did. It's yeah, back when it I wasn't mean, it wasn't cool. You were looked at as being a geek, you know? No, like, we, eh. it was just me and, and my buddy Patrick, and you know, we we cleaned movie theaters. That's a whole nother program. But we had run-ins with stuff out in Tucson too, and we right, sure. You know, we went and did research because we were fans of Unsolved Mysteries, like a lot of people right. were, and, of course, in search of. Yep. So yeah, we think we kind of may have found a direction. But, I mean, that, that went on with us for almost four years that we worked at those theaters. And uh, we were on the main strip there in Tucson. So nice. it never did anything mean. It was just playful and sure. just kept freaking people out. We even had a manager quit one night, again, for another <laughs> program. But. Now, did yeah, the manager, I, mean, did, did, I don't. I don't officially say that I was out doing what you were doing, but yeah, I, I was. That was actually back in eighties. That was actually in eighties. That was in eighty six through eighty nine. That is that is yeah. dating you, Dan? Come on, you old <laughs> it man. It is dating me. We oh. actually caught our my first EVP ever, folks. Was on a boombox, <laughs> Sony boombox. Boom with a we 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 bought sixty minute cassettes because we you know, we were having all these things happen yeah. in that theater, you know, and so we got the wise idea that. I'll push the microphone. Because you've seen you know, it on Insert Unsolved right? Mysteries. Or unsolved yeah. Mysteries, yeah. EVP. Unsolved Mysteries. And I 
hit record. We set the alarm. We went to Whataburger, took about a half hour break, came back, played the tape. About five minutes in, we're laughing at ourselves because you hear the machine running. Now, we did hear the doors opening and closing into the theaters, which was weird because, you know, we'd look and they were all still open. <laughs> so that did freak us out. And then we thought, well, we're not really going to get anything. Maybe that's just, you know, an oddity. And about that time, we got our first voice. So that even pushed me further into doing the, the goofball things that we did after that. But, uh, again, that's for another time, another show. But thanks for letting me come on and co-host with you. I know I talk oh, a lot. Dude, but man. I, hey, no, no, me. not at all, man. It's great having you. And, you know, uh, of course, we got uh, Elmer Boster Elmer. who will be joining Elmer us here. That's right. Get him back in the saddle. I told him he has to start looking at uh, some guests to, to, to have on the show. I would love to talk with Andrew Smith again if he's still doing Oh, yeah, the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because there's so much more to cover on that and, and then even include the Mothman because, you know, Elmer's right. the authority the moth- on Mothman. He's, he's so, the Mothman. The Mothmatorian or Mothmatorian. The Mothmatorian. The Mothmatorian. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this year and a new year of, I want to believe, radio, man, and on the Paranormal Now Network, dude. I mean, I'm I'm ecstatic about this. Yeah, you got brand new microphone and all that stuff going on. Yeah, dude. Whoa. Coming at you live, man. Live. Large and in charge. So, yeah, cool. If anybody listening, if any of you guys have any stories of, you know, local urban legends or anything that you want to share, any experiences, whether it be paranormal um, or just personal or whatever you want to talk about, feel free and uh, go ahead and um, let us know. You know, write to us. Uh, send us something. Uh, send us some love in. Um, yeah, you can contact you, us, yeah, through the, through the website. Yep. Um, at... Uh, para-now.com there's a submission forms you can go ahead and fill that out and uh, share with us some of your stories or if you want to be a guest on the show or if you know of anybody who might want to be on the show send them our way well cool beans man um I, it's a great show it's nice coming back on the air and uh talking and uh um thanks for putting <clears throat> up with my my horse and my voice is kind of got a little bit of a sore throat so thanks for kind of bearing with me on that uh-oh no, it's not COVID. <laughs> you've had you've had the vaccine. I've had it, my vaccine, dude. It can't be. It's just the transformation. It's starting to set in. That's right. It's starting to slowly transform. I'm growing the horns now. Yep. You're gonna end up being the new Dewey Lake monster. That's right. All right, folks. Well, hey, thanks for listening, and until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and happy haunting. I wanna believe, I wanna believe. I wanna believe, I wanna believe.